What's up, Survivor fans? It's the Jury Podcast once again, and once again, we're late. Sorry about that. This quarantine life is not working super well for us. Uh, It was Easter weekend as well this weekend, so I was gone for some of the weekend. I know I broke quarantine. I went to see my family. Uh, But yeah, it was just one of those weeks where (laughs) a podcast thing did not happen. Uh, but we're coming at you now with another episode of the Jury Podcast, so get ready. Hey everyone, it's Tanel with the recap this week. So we started it out with getting back from the first tribal council with the merged tribe. Wendell was voted out, and Michelle and Nick were blindsided by it all. Um, and they were pretty mad about that. And so we kind of saw that reaction, that fallout, them being really um, frustrated. And then on the other hand, we saw a little interesting tidbit tidbit where Adam was talking about how he thinks there is an idol on Jeff's podium in the middle of Tribal Council because the idol that the niece found earlier in the season looked exactly like the little um, item on Jeff's podium in tribal council. So that kind of, uh, was a little, a little precursor to some things going on, um, later in the episode. So then we went to extinction and there was a clue about history repeating itself, um, for everyone on extinction. And so everyone assumed that meant like, if they go to the top of the island, that's where they found all the fire tokens before, let's go to the top of the island. So, Everyone was searching up there, but Parvati and Danny had a thought that in a previous season where extinction existed, uh, one of the contestants found an idol on extinction along the staircase, a stair area that goes to the top of the island. And there's like, you know, in the wall by the stairs, it's kind of like a cliff, there are little um, pockets in the wall where... Aubrey had found an idol there before, so they thought maybe that could be history repeating itself. So they started to look there, and they found the idol, uh, or they found um, the advantage. Um, They could sell a 50-50 safety immunity idol, so basically a coin that someone would flip, and they had a 50% chance of getting immunity if they flipped it to the right side. Um, they decided to tell all the castaways about it. Um, so, and then they were going to get like peanut butter for everyone with the coins that they received. Interesting. So yeah, anyway, they did that. That was interesting. Uh, kind of surprising that they decided to tell everyone there, but it sounds like they like really had a heart for everyone else and wanted to share. So then we went to the reward challenge um, and, well, the challenge, yeah, the reward challenge. And the reward was for Chinese takeout and they had to retrieve a net with giant pieces of fish, like giant wood fish on it from the water and complete a puzzle with those fish pieces. Um, Kim, Sophie, Sarah, Ben, and Michelle were the winners of that. But then Sarah gave her reward to Nick because it was his birthday. So back at camp, Tony was chastising Sarah for giving her a reward up, and she claimed she was, wasn't was doing anything about strategy, 
Um, no one was really buying it, but she seemed like really serious that it was just like to be a good person and do something nice for someone on their birthday, which I think is cool. Um, but Michelle, on the other hand, then they showed Michelle deciding to buy the 50, 50 advantage cause Parvati and Danny, um, picked her to try to sell it to. So that was a fun little tidbit. And then we went to the immunity challenge where the castaways had to balance on triangular platforms that were in the water. And um, immunity, if you want immunity, you would also get a fire token. Kim ended up winning. So that was exciting for all the Kim lovers out there. Uh, names thrown out back at camp then were Nick, Michelle, Sarah, Adam, Tyson at one point. Basically everyone. It was crazy. Um, which kind of led into it being really crazy at tribal council as well. We had Adam and Ben yelling at each other at each other and everyone whispering and basically Adam going kind of insane and being really insecure, which like who wouldn't be insecure? I would be freaking out, but it was interesting the way that he presented it because most people are just like, well, I might get voted out. And he was like, I'm not okay with being voted out, guys. Which is like, well, who is Adam? So whatever my two cents on that kind of awkward but not as awkward as when everyone did vote uh then jeff asked if anyone had any idols and adam decided to be um ballsy if you will and say and he got up from his seat and he walked over to the podium where jeff was and he tried to remove the little um item from the podium that he thought was an idol and it wouldn't move and he was shaking it and everyone was kind of like what's going on and it was actually really funny to watch and then he couldn't get it to move and he sat back down and was like thought it was an idol and Jeff said well are you so sure it wasn't and then he was like uh well is it like could can I play that for me and Jeff was like okay and so he couldn't take it on the podium but he played it and then Jeff said the fateful words this is not a hidden immunity idol. This is just part of a podium, <laughs> which was really, really amusing. Um, and so then um, Adam was voted out and he bequeathed his fire token to Denise. So altogether, really, really interesting episode. A lot going on. A lot of fun. Honestly, this is one of my favorite episodes that I've seen in a while. Um, kind of surprised by some of the moves. Surprised that Parvati and Danny... I don't know, Parvati's usually a little more sly. I would have thought she maybe would have kept her advantage to herself, maybe got her and Danny some peanut butter just to themselves. Um, it was surprising to see Sarah just do something nice without any um, any thoughts about that, any like specifics behind why she was doing it. Um, and just Tribal Council was super awkward and fun and interesting. So... A good thing, uh, an interesting time, and a good episode altogether. Wow. Seriously, you guys. Wow. What a crazy episode nine. Um, so many crazy things happened in that episode. I couldn't believe it. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well and enjoyed the episode as much as I did. But from Nick coming from the bottom and causing complete havoc going for blood as he said to adam attacking a podium to pull off a of florida lee it was a crazy crazy episode 
I couldn't believe it. Um, where do I even start? I, I think um, what interested me the most was one of the com- the conversation at tribal council between Adam and Ben, where they literally just kind of got almost into a marital spat, <laughs> it felt like, between each other. Where Adam was yelling at Ben, and Ben was yelling back at Adam, and oh man, and uh, the entire jury, I mean, they're supposed to stay silent during this time, but you, I mean, almost all of them were snick- snickering and chuckling, and I was doing it right along with them. Um, what a crazy moment. And the fact that I, during the time between tribal council and the end of the immunity challenge, um, how many different names were thrown out? Every single name in that entire uh, um, joint tribe that we now have was was called out. And it was insane. I, I loved what what a move by Nick to do that, um, to literally start planting the seeds of all of that and basically deceive every single person that's still left um, in the game. I thought that was brilliant. Um, also, I want to talk about Adam really quick. I know we all like to laugh at Adam. Me especially. I really enjoy laughing at Alan, but Adam, excuse me. But I, I thought this was probably his best episode. I thought he did and played the best he could in the situation. Um, yeah, he was wrong that the idol, um, that the fleur de on Jeff Probst's podium was an idol, but he went for it and tried his best, and I, I was really proud of him for that, and he tried to play the best game he could. Unfortunately, like he said so well himself, three strikes and you're out, and I played a little too aggressive this time, so he's on the edge of extinction. Um, going to the edge of extinction for a second, um, Parvati and Danny... That was a really interesting moment where they ended up finding that 50-50 coin um, and were able to sell it for however many fire tokens they wanted. I thought it was such an interesting move on Pavardi's part to tell everyone else about it. They all came down from the hill and she just straight up told everybody. I, I don't know if I would have done that myself, but for her game, I guess it was a good move. And everyone that's on the edge of extinction really only has um, one more chance one more chance to get back in this game and it's going to be really interesting to see um how those extra fire tokens that they um, were able to get and um will help them going forward um but yeah again what a crazy episode just with all those different conversations and everyone running around and blaming each other um also props to sarah for doing that great thing and and giving nick um the reward from the reward challenge. Uh, I thought that was really sweet. And who cares if everybody else thought it was not from the heart? I believe, I believe that it was, I really do. I think she actually really heartfelt meant to give that gift to Nick. So that was sweet. So I guess my last thoughts is who's going to go home next week. That is probably, I mean, I, I cannot believe, and I'm sure you guys are all laughing at me now, but I am kicking myself that the, Basically, the only week I don't pick Adam to go home, of course, of course, that's the week that he goes home. Mm, makes me mad. Oh, well. Um, we'll see if I can learn from my mistakes this week. Um, I really want to go with Nick, but I think I'm just going to go on a limb. I, I don't. I think Nick played such a good game last week. I think he's going to be fine for a while. 
I'm going to go with Denise. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to go with Denise um, to go home next week. We'll see. I don't even, I can't even remember if she still has an idol. And, and again, Mitch and Tanel, you guys can laugh at me. Tammy's laughing at me right now. I can hear in the background um, for making that choice. But we're going to go with Denise and we will see what happens. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, everyone. Tanel again. And it's been a little bit since we've had a fun tree mail segment. So I thought I would. Uh, look at some of the info we've gotten from people this week and talk about that a little bit and make a prediction about what I think is going to happen. And that's going to be my segment this week. Um, uh, coronavirus has been crazy for a lot of people, myself included. Just kind of huge disruption to day-to-day life. I feel very fortunate for a lot of the things that I have. Um but dang, so much going on. So you only get a short bit of me this week, but um, let's see. Let's get into some tree mail. So last week, I mean, this episode was awesome. And so I basically was like, guys, what blew your mind about this episode? And we got a lot of people saying like, the podium, the podium, um, the fact that I found myself actually hoping Adam would pull an idol from Jeff's podium. Like, honestly, I wish that had happened. As much as I was like, didn't want really, I didn't want Nick to go home. Um, I I am glad, I guess, Adam went home. Um, it would have been a really cool twist if that had actually been an idol. And I guess, like, if you think back, there have been idols put in, like, very obvious places. So I could see why Adam would maybe think that was an idol. I mean, think back to, you know, way back. But if you've seen China, um, there were a couple idols that were, like, um, they had, like, a almost like a little entrance um, that you would walk through. It was like a, a wood like doorway without a door because I can't think of a better word right now and on top were these like kind of plaques and it just looked like it was like ornate and built into it but what and what it ended up being was an immunity idol and it was strange because most of our idols now look like necklaces or little trinkets and it was like you know like a seven inch by seven inch plaque maybe bigger than that um, which was really kind of crazy and like people were walking under it multiple times a day. So um, most of the time though, like I can't think of another time where it's been super obvious. Like that could have been very cool if it had been real. And I wonder if that'll make the producers go, hmm, for next time, like maybe having something a little obvious. Um, but at the same time, like I don't know. I feel like it's like maybe Adam was just going a little crazy by thinking something as simple as decoration was an idol. But hey, like he kind of had to try because he had kind of like screwed himself over. (laughs) Personally, I feel like if he this is just me, but like if his nail wasn't already in his coffin when he opened his mouth at tribal, it was like, oh, come on. Like, it just made it worse. So, um, I don't know. Kind of wish him luck on extinction. I kind of wonder what that will be like for him. Um, I think the jury 
had mentioned they're going to be doing some counseling on extinction, which is probably 100% true. And I don't know if I've mentioned this, by the way, but the jury being made up of all the extinction players, like, it makes sense. But I, in my head, I'm like, are they all going to be there, like, the whole time? Or, like, it seems like they have to be there to experience it because, like, one of them might get back in and whatever, but I'd be, like, really surprised if they all voted on the winner, just because, like, we haven't really seen that in the past, but I actually think that's really cool, and a good ploy to kind of, like, get the, you know, get them still involved, because, I mean, some of our favorite idols, or idols, um, survivor idols, I guess, are people who got voted out really quickly, and they kind of probably could predict that Boston Rob and Amber and Ethan would get voted out quickly because all the people playing like those are their idols and those people are scary to them so but everyone loves them like we want to see them I want to see them like when Parvati got voted out I was like dang it I love her I need to see her still so I'm really thankful that like they're going that route having them on the jury but it's just kind of unexpected so I guess we'll see how many will be there in the end if they'll send any of them home I don't know I can't remember how they did it on the last season with Extinction, so I need to figure that out. Um, Someone else said that it blows their mind that Ben hasn't irritated more people. You know, I I didn't pick up on that as much because I'm just, I think on this podcast we're a little overcome by Adam in general, and him and Ben are just like constantly against each other, so I start to forget that Ben is maybe a little crazy too um, and has an interesting personality. Um, he's a little aggressive at times, especially like, I think he approached Adam and then it got awkward and he kind of gotten tizzy and scuttled off. Maybe perhaps Adam and Ben just shouldn't be around each other. And then maybe I would have no problems with Ben. I'm not really sure. I haven't quite figured him out yet. I personally haven't seen his season, so I would be interested to see how it goes next week. Um... And, like, in following weeks to see how he does. And if he continues to be a little, I don't know, crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those are the tree mail things that we got. And then just to round it out, um, next week, who do I think is going home? I have no idea. Like, it's just so hard to tell. Um, I could see it being a few people. Um, I think possibly, uh, I don't want to guess Nick, but I'm going to guess Nick just in case for fantasy points because his name keeps being brought up. I love Nick so much. I think he's sweet and kind of like, um, unaware sometimes and that's not always his fault, but, um, I really like Nick and I don't want him to go, but he's been brought up so much that I feel like people really are threatened of him and they're still going to continue to be threatened of him so I would love for it to be someone like I don't know Michelle but I think I'm gonna put my money on Nick this round and then pray that I am wrong but if he is voted out at least I will get points for it and that will make me feel better inside (laughs) so anyway uh that's what I got this week um thank you guys for listening Thanks for checking us out, um, hitting us up with some tree mail. We love hearing from you. 
Looking forward to when things can get a little more back to normal. But until then, I hope you guys have a good week. All right, y'all. So I have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, really, really liked the episode this past week. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an incredible episode. Probably my one of my favorite episodes um, of the season so far. Uh, this one and probably the episode where Denise blindsided uh, Sandra. That was a great episode as well. Um, but yeah, there was a whole lot to talk about this week. So let's just dive right into it. Um, man, yeah, things to be talking about. Um, let's let's talk about Edge of Extinction uh, first. Uh, so Edge of Extinction, why the heck is everybody sharing everything with each other? Like, this is ridiculous. Um, first off, just this whole idea of we're going to use the tokens to buy food for everybody because it'll make everybody feel better. I'm sure that like Edge of Extinction is far worse than we probably could think or tell that it is and that these people are probably really struggling out there. I get that. But oh man, the like game side of me, the part of me that would just be playing the game so hard. I just cringe at the idea of using four fire tokens. <laughs> to get food for everyone oh it just kills me a little bit literally that takes care of like the four fire tokens takes care of buying yourself an advantage and an idol when you get back in the game actually it probably doesn't anymore because i think they did up the prices but still that at least i think would take care of an advantage or an advantage in the trial in the trial to get back into the game so i just like oh i don't get it I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Nope. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I just, yeah, this, this is frustrating to me because one of, one of the things that I, the way I view Survivor is it's not, it's not only what you have at your advantage, but it's also what other people don't have that comes into play. You see, so, like, not only is it, oh, you would have four fire tokens, it's the fact that other people wouldn't have four fire tokens. It's not only that you could get an advantage, but it's somebody else is not going to be able to get an advantage because of what you have. Like, every time you go and you get the fire tokens, or every time you go and get the advantage and sell it, that's somebody else on the island not getting those. And being able to use those to get back into the game. So it's really almost like a win-win situation. You're getting the fire, you're getting the advantage of selling it for a fire token. And everybody else you're competing against is not getting something that's beneficial to them. So I just don't understand why they're playing this way. I I I really don't get it. Um I'm sure it probably is a lot of like a mental thing where it's like edge of extinction has got to be incredibly incredibly rough and miserable and it might just be a thing of like you know what let's do it they're at that point but from a fan perspective and like a perspective of somebody who thinks very analytically about the game and competitively about the game i just i don't understand it anything that you have is power for you and it's also power against somebody else because they don't have it 
And so like whatever you have is great for you. And it's also great because somebody else doesn't have it. It's one of the beauties of how that kind of stuff works. So I just don't understand. Um, so there was that whole thing about sharing all the tokens with everybody. Um, the whole Danny, should we just tell them? Lie. Lie, Danny. Don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody you found it. Lie your face off. Lie. So far, Boston Rob is the only person who's accomplished this well on Edge of Extinction. Uh, Boston Rob, well, I guess Natalie also did it very well where she didn't tell people about it. But everybody else, ugh, God, just like, ugh. I, I don't get it. It's frustrating. Um, and this is what I will say, too. Like, uh, when Danny and Parvati were having that conversation um, where they realized it was on the steps, and I can't remember exactly if it was Parvati who made the realization or if it was Danny who made the realization um, that it's back by the steps. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> don't say it out loud this is like the whole thing where it's like when you're looking for an idol or or this happened the last time on edge of extinction um when i can't remember what it was reem saw something out in the water and said hey what's that and somebody else on edge of extinction went and grabbed it it was probably eric i think who ended up making it back in went and grabbed it and found the advantage inside of it. If you see something on Survivor, and you see with idols all the time, if you see something that looks like an idol, looks like an advantage, if you think you know where a clue is leading, don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Say Hmm, I have no idea. Let's keep looking. And then later, once you've kind of steered, like, have steered everybody else away from that spot, go back and grab it. Never say, hey, what's that? Or I think I know where it is. Just go get it. Just go get it. If there are people that are around and there's no way and nobody's going like, to not notice, you go as fast as you can and grab it because you want that advantage. And if it's a one where you think you can actually, like, buy some time and grab it secretly, then do it. Don't say anything. Oh, I was so upset. I think it was Parvati who said that she knew what they had to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, if nobody else is getting it and you got it, keep it to yourself. Like, Dean, who, <laughs> like, last year, uh, near one of the last episodes... When Dean figured out the clue to where the hidden immunity idol was. And then he didn't say anything about it. That's the way you gotta play Survivor right there. That is the way you gotta do it. So, I'm disappointed in the Edge of Extinction, folks, because of that. It just doesn't seem like very good gameplay to me. But I'm, I'm like, I'm totally, totally believing the fact that Edge of Extinction is far worse than they make it seem out there. And that these these people probably like really need some sort of pick me up. So I get that, but still the game side part of me, uh, it's killing me. Uh, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Reward challenges are back. I do love that. I love the reward challenges because I think they add a really nice, um, mix, um, of strategy in the game as well. 
Um, you know me, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've talked about this before with like the loved ones challenge. I would never want to win the loved ones challenge because I don't want to be the person who picks who gets to go with because then I don't want to make people mad and I don't want to be a potential target for somebody to be voted out. That's happened before where the person who wins the loved ones challenge picks the people, people get pissed because they didn't get picked. And then they start thinking, oh, he must not actually care about me. I must not actually be in his alliance. And then they vote him out right away. Um, so I, I think um, reward challenges always offer a very, very interesting aspect to the social, but then also the strategic part of the game. Because they give players the opportunities to get away from other players and to talk. Uh, and then it also leaves an opportunity for people who are back at camp. Even when you lose a reward challenge in Survivor, you haven't lost an opportunity. Um, I think that's something that you always have to be thinking about. Because it's like, if you get to stay back at camp, hey, less people might be easier to sneak away to try and find an idol, you know? Or maybe you're stuck back at camp with some people who you really need to talk to, or maybe you think might be people you can work with later on down the road. And the same for while you're at the advan- while you're at the reward challenge, you know? Um, you want to talk with people. You want to look and see if there's a clue to an idol or something, because... We've seen that happen so many times on Survivor. Uh, So no matter how you come out in the reward challenge, um, there is always an opportunity. So I love the fact that reward challenges are back. Um, I think they add another great layer to the game, which we kind of miss when we do things like Edward Extinction, Island of the Idols. Uh, When they did all those sorts of things, they had to cut reward challenges so they could have time to show all this other stuff that was happening. Um, So I'm glad to see that back. And let's talk real quick about Sarah's um, move. Um, I thought it was an interesting move. I believe her that it was just something that she decided to do um, just to be good. I believe her in that. But one of my rules in Survivor is that it is perception, not reality, that matters. And Sarah got a dose of this this week. Um, it's what everybody else perceives to be the motive. It doesn't matter what your actual motive is if people aren't going to believe it and if people are going to think something differently. So that it was unfortunate because I really like Sarah. I actually really want Sarah to go pretty far. Out of pretty much everybody who's left, Jeremy and Sarah, I think, are probably my favorites who I'd want to win. Um, of course, I think I want Boston, Rob, Ethan, or Parvati to make it back in on that last challenge. Um... But out of everybody who's still there, um, Sarah and I think probably um, Sarah and Jeremy are my favorites. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a bummer. I think Tony was totally right in sitting her down and being like, "Hey, just so you know, that was a horrible horrible decision." It was good of him to like make her aware of it. Um, uh, I don't think from the realm of like. The idea of if it was a strategic move, it's giving Nick a, something for hopefully a jury vote at the end if she's in the final to maybe get a jury vote from him. Um, you know, I could be like almost like maybe doing that as an invitation and maybe working together at some point, kind of building that connection. Um, so there's that. I think... As nice as it is, I think it puts a huge target on her back. I don't think it's worth doing um, that sort of move. If she was doing it for a move, which I don't think she actually did. I think she was doing it just to be nice. Um, 
but I don't think it was, I don't think it's a good move to give up rewards like that. Um, I don't think there's a big enough payoff, especially in Survivor nowadays, where I think things like picking somebody to go on a reward or something like that, I don't, I don't think that stuff holds as much sway when it comes to jury votes as it used to because I think now people are much more focused on how did they play the game rather than oh did they were they nice to me or did they do something nice for me it's still a move and it's something that you could try but I just don't know I don't know if that's like a solid way to try to get a jury vote is by doing something like that because it's a very public thing which definitely puts a target on your back so I think the risk kind of outweighs the reward at this point. Um, so there's that. Uh, gosh, I. yeah, it's a tough spot. It's kind of what you got, like, when you're on Survivor, I'm sure you kind of get to just go with your gut on stuff like that. But I think if I was on that place, if I was in that place, I wouldn't do that. Um, I think it would work almost better as in not, like, a trying to get, like, a jury vote, but almost better as the invitation of, hey, we could work together kind of thing. I think Nick would be open to talking to her about that now because I think it helped build that relationship. But I don't know if it's at the point where it would actually, like, he would vote for her in the end because of that. I don't I don't know if it would really hit that. Um, anyway, let's move on from that. Let's actually, before we talk about what happened at the reward, let's talk about, well, yeah, let's talk about the reward. They're there. They're all eating fortune cookies and everything like that. And Michelle reads her fortunes. Um, and then she uses that decision... Uh, the the fortunes to help her make the decision to buy the 50 50 uh idol from parvati and danny first off don't make decisions based on fortune cookies and survivor that's a dumb idea go with your gut um (laughs) which i guess the fortune cookies informed her gut but still like don't make decisions based off of fortune cookie in the end, you don't want to come down to saying, like, oh, yeah, I lost Survivor because I decided to do something based on a fortune cookie. Like, yeah, that's not good. Um, with something like a 50-50 idol, I think you really have to sit down and you have to weigh out weigh out the benefits and the cost. Um, four fire tokens. Every single fire token she had. It's taken the entire game for her to get four fire tokens. And then... If somebody gets voted out, who's left in that's going to give Michelle fire tokens? Like I don't I don't know of anybody except maybe Nick who would give her fire tokens if they get voted out. Like I, I just don't see that happening. Um so it's kind of like she's banking all of this. This is going to be her one advantage that she gets is this idol. I think it was only good through like final seven, top seven or something like that. Um, so it's a 50-50 chance. It's not even a guaranteed idol. And you're spending four fire tokens. Kudos to Parvati and Danny for getting all four fire tokens. I personally think this was a huge mistake. If she flips the coin at tribal and it's safe, good for her. That's awesome. Way to take the chance and risk it. I know there are a lot of people who are be out there and saying like, "Hey, Survivor, you gotta take big chances." You know, that's like good. That's like good stuff. It's stuff that can go on your resume at the end. But just like also, 
it's not even a guaranteed idol. And you're going to spend four fire tokens on it. Four fire tokens. That's like a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of fire tokens for something that's not even a full idol. I, If I was her, I don't think I would have done it. I don't think I would have done it. And it'd be interesting to hear what Ben has to say about it. I, I haven't listened to his stuff yet. Um, and whether he would do it. But I don't know if I would have done four tokens. Maybe if they put it at two, I would do two fire tokens for it and still have two left over. But four fire tokens. Every fire token I've had and I've built up from the entire game on one 50-50 idol that may or may not work out for me. Oh, it just seemed way too expensive. When you talk about the idea of a survivor economy, if four to- fire tokens were what it took to buy that, a 50-50 idol, a real idol should be like six or seven tokens. And nobody has that many fire tokens. So I wouldn't have done it. And then, you know, whether or not that means they would ever like send you something again, you still, if you're on edge of extinction, you still have to know that she has the most fire tokens out of everybody. And so you you hope that you can find something better to send her next time. So I guess that's like, that's like the only thing you got to worry about is if I reject one of their offers, am I not going to get another offer from people? You know, if I like reject it, am I not going to get another fire token? Or if I, am I not going to get another advantage or a possible idol? So that's something that I guess you kind of have to weigh in to take into consideration. But if you have a ton of fire tokens and they're all sending you stuff hoping that you buy it, I think I would rather take my chances of having somebody else try to sell me something than going with a 50-50 idol. I guess. That's that's just me. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. And also, once Edge of Extinction is over, because I don't talked a little bit about this, about whether or not they're, they're going to be out there the whole time, once they once the last chance for them to make it back into the game, I'm pretty sure everybody there goes to Ponderosa then. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked last time they did Edge of Extinction, was once the last chance to get back into the game has happened everyone goes to Ponderosa because there's no need to be out on edge of extinction anymore after that. There's no chance for them to get back into the game. It doesn't matter. Um, it'll be interesting to see, well, maybe this time they'll keep them out there and just keep giving them advantage that they can still sell, even though there's no point in people on edge of extinction having fire tokens anymore. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to, after that, buy some other advantages with whatever fire tokens they have left over. Um, We'll see how that goes. I could see that, especially in some of those final challenges that come from, like, top six on. Like, some of those challenges get pretty intricate. There's usually, like, lots of parts to them, lots of puzzles. Uh, it'd be interesting if they start selling advantages in those challenges uh, to whoever's left. That could be huge when it comes to the end of the game. It's to being able to get advantages for those final challenges. That would be huge. So, uh, there is that. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk about, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, uh, I have written in my notes, fortune cookie advice, not good. <laughs> uh, love the immunity challenge, it's a classic survivor challenge, we've seen that tons and tons of times. Well done to Kim, she is proving to be, um, a good challenge beast there. Um, she's been really hanging in all these challenges, she won this week. Uh, she went two for two in the challenges this week. Uh, she got the reward challenge and the immunity challenge. 
Um, so she was safe. She also earned a fire token for that. So good for Cam. Uh, she's floating in an interesting spot right now in the tribe. It'll be interesting to see what happens with her later on and to see what kind of she really, what kind of alliance she kind of works out here. I still think she has to make some moves here to be able to win because she hasn't really done anything yet. But, um, Jeff got Edge of Extinction right this week. So something I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but I've noticed is at the end of each challenge, uh, Jeff says, uh, you all be going to tribal council tonight where, uh, one of you will be the next person voted out and sent home or whatever. He usually says in a normal season sent home. And this season, instead of saying we'll be going to edge of extinction, he's been saying we'll be going home during some of the episodes. And it's something that I catch every time he doesn't say edge of extinction. Um, uh, it's super funny, but this week he got it right. Um, I was listening for it. Uh, if anybody else has been listening for that too, let me know and we can laugh about that together. Uh, with all the chaos and everything, it was another chaotic tribal. Very, very interesting. Uh, I think Ben has had Adam's number this entire game. I know Tanel for Tree Mail had said something, uh, was talking about how, like, how is nobody else annoyed with Ben yet? I honestly think Ben is playing really well right now. Um, ben is, Ben played a social game that was 10 times better than Adam's this time around. Ben's original time playing, his social game was not great. His social game this time through, Awesome. Adam's social game was not good his first time around playing, if I remember correctly. Like, from what I remember, he was never really in the majority or anything like that. He didn't really have a huge relationship game. Luckily, he went up in the finals against uh, Sunday, I believe it was, who didn't really have much of a resume. And then that one other dude, who I can't remember his name ever, but he was one of the Gen Xers, and he just didn't play a good social game. Uh, but Adam didn't play a good social game either. Um... And he didn't this time either. Nobody wanted to work with him. Nobody really liked him. Nobody trusted him. People trust Ben this time around. People trust Ben this time around. Uh, and people like Ben. Ben, I think, is a very likable guy. If you're on the island, I'd want to hang out with him. He seems like a really fun dude to have around. He's definitely somebody you want to have around to help on challenges and everything like that. And to just contribute to life around camp. Um He's playing a far better social game than Adam ever did in this entire game. Uh, and I think I love, I love, I've loved all of the little scenes of them talking together and Adam getting frustrated with Ben. And I think Ben has played Adam so well in this game because Ben hasn't given Adam anything to go on. Like he didn't give him anything to go on. He just makes Adam frustrated. And when Adam gets frustrated, he gets annoying. It's, it's, frustrated Adam that people see and people don't like and people don't want to work with. Um, so I think Ben played Adam big time in this game. I think it worked out really well uh, for Ben. Uh, and then just everything in tribal. So it was a chaotic tribal. It was a chaotic camp. It was a chaotic tribal. Um, this is one thing I want to say. If you're at tribal and everybody is talking to each other and you're yelling over top of everybody at Ben and at Jeff, you know you're a target. You know you're going home. If nobody else is talking to you and you're having a shouting match with Ben and Jeff, like, you know you're a target. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I don't get why. It's like, stop talking with Ben and just start talking with other people who are whispering around you, Adam. 
uh, I've t- I mentioned this earlier this year. It was the, it was the tribal council where uh, Boss and Rob had everybody turn out their bags. Uh, everybody, like, empty your bags or whatever. And Adam didn't have an idol, had no reason to, like, not turn out his bag. Started saying, why should we turn out our bags? It's Survivor. Because he was being Adam, and it's like, yes, it's Survivor. But it's like, by you saying, why should we have to turn out our bags, it makes you a target. If you would just turn out your bags and not say anything, you'd be fine. Adam just couldn't stand being bossed around by Boston Rob, which I get. It's probably annoying. But in tribal, when it's happening and everybody else is turning out their bags, shut up and turn out your bag if you don't have anything going on. And the same thing I felt like at this tribal. He got so wor- he got worked up. Uh, ben was Ben was getting under his skin and everything like that. But it's like you have to realize when everybody else is sitting at tribal council whispering to each other, everybody's scrambling, you should not be having a big argument with Ben and Jeff. You should be scrambling as well. And I just didn't get that. I thought that was kind of dumb. Um, I did enjoy him getting up to play that idol. And I will give him props for this. It was really funny. It was great TV. But I was giving giving props. It's a last-ditch effort. You feel like you're going home. Heck, if I think there's an idol somewhere at Tribal Council, I'm going to get up and do the exact same thing. Because I'd rather go out being wrong than going out and hang, oh man, that really was an idol. I could have stayed in. So I respect the I respect him doing that. That's a good game move. It is. But it, man, it was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad Adam is gone. I don't think there's anything else Adam could do. I think Adam's dug his grave very early on in this game. I think he dug his own grave very, very early on. He was far too paranoid. Um, it's kind of been like the thing this season. Everybody's waiting to pull the trigger. Adam's been somebody who's wanted to pull the trigger the entire time. And he just can't not be trying to pull the trigger. Um, and it backfired on him. He's gone now. Um, Edge of Extinction is going to be very, very interesting to see with Adam on it. It'll be super, super funny. Um, but yeah, I'm happy he's gone. Not a fan of Adam, as you all know. Uh, so yeah, well, let's talk about who I think might be going next. Honestly, I think Sarah has an idol, so she's safe, or she should be safe. I just have a bad feeling she's going to get blindsided. Like, I got a bad feeling she'll get blindsided and not play the idol and go to Edge of Extinction with an idol in her pocket. Like, that's just the feeling I have. I don't know. I really like Sarah and I want her to stay in. I just think she's got a big target on her back right now and it's making me super nervous if she doesn't win. If she doesn't win immunity, I think she's going to be a huge target. Uh, okay, yep, that's that's my pick. I'm going with Sarah. I think Sarah will be voted out next week and I will cry because I really like Sarah. So, that's going to happen. That's my pick. Um, But yeah, I guess a current update too. Um, Guys, this is the closest that Survivor Fantasy has ever been. Um, In the two seasons that we've done this, this is the closest it's ever been. So, uh, top scores for the week are Parvati and Danny. Uh, So... Kudos to them. Uh, yep, they both uh, they both scored six points. I'm counting the half idol thing as enough as a full idol. So when you find an idol, 
in um in our point system you get two points so there's two for that and then they sold it for four fire tokens i'm counting it both for both of them because they did it together so it's kind of hard to like pick who's it going to go to so i give it to both poverty and to danny um they each got six points there the survivor top scores of the week um but ben had a really good week he got nine points overall um so 69 points for uh ben now he's catching up and then uh Tanel had a decent week um an interesting one for here is uh Nick got 0.5 points for being given a reward. We usually give half a point to people who get chosen to bring on rewards. And so I counted this one as that. Um, so Tanel, uh, she got 5.5 points this week, moving her up to 74.5. And then this week, I did pick Adam to go home last week. So I got 10 points for that, minus 5 points because Adam was on my team and now he's going to Edge of Extinction. Uh, but... Um, wait a sec. I'm confused by my point tallying. Just a second. Okay. Uh, I have 80 points. 80 points. So I had 11 points. Uh, six for the party. Five for picking Adam. 11 points, which brings me up to 80. So I have 80 points. So I'm in first place still. Tanel is in second. And Ben is very, very close to third. This could go anyway. I have two people left on my team that are in. I think Tanel has, she has Nick, she has uh, Tyson, and she has Denise. So she's got three. And then Ben also has three with Tony, Michelle, and Sophie. So yeah, things are getting down on the nail. We'll see how this all wraps up. But anyways, thank you all for listening. It's been another week of quarantine. Hope you guys are all doing well and that you all are safe wherever you are listening from. We'll see you again later this week. Hey, everyone. It's Nell again, and it's been a little bit since we... The Jury. Outwit. Outplay. Outpodcast.